0: Hey everyone, this episode is the second part of my conversation with Laden Yurachek of the Neural Implant Podcast. If you missed the first episode, I'll make sure to link to it here. Hope you enjoy the rest of our discussion.
1: These, uh, you know, Neuralink electrodes could be in forever, and the body would not care at all, and uh, and it wouldn't it wouldn't you know mount an attack against it. True, there is the passive stuff, kind of like with my friend, the uh, you know the door handles kind of disintegrating. Uh, that that will still happen, but at least it's not actively trying to attack it. So it's just it's just very clever. I really like it. I'm a fan. It's interesting.
0: I guess I guess it kind of makes sense. Like almost any time, if something's like really really small or small enough that like any person in that context can identify it, then it makes sense that they just don't attack it because they can't see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the evolutionary maybe like beyond below eight microns like you would never get a splinter you would never get a stab wound or something like that that's smaller than that nobody's stabbing somebody with five micron things and maybe that's just kind of the threshold is like if it's you know above eight microns maybe you would start attacking the cells or you know whatever just it'd be like really you get some really wonky results if your threshold went like to one micron or something like that then the body would just start attacking random stuff probably i don't know i don't know Mm -hmm the body is so complicated. So, you have thousands yeah. and thousands of feedback loops working on each other and and then we push on one as scientists because that's what we're trying to do. As scientists, we push only one thing. You're only allowed to push one thing and like just this this uh what what's it called the Rube Goldberg machine or something like that? Berg. Goldberg machine. Uh, Goldberg machine just starts and it just you get this weird result that you never expected. So, yeah.
0: What were some of the other coolest things that you took away from the presentation or both presentations?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, that that first presentation was, was the really, uh, mind blowing one for me. The the second one was a continuation on that. And that that was a little bit more neuroscience. So it didn't interest me as much, but the first one was definitely like, you know, the, the fabrication and all that kind of stuff. And I especially like the, um, the, the automatic sewing robot that uses computer vision to avoid uh, blood vessels. That was another thing that just like completely, I mean, obviously clouds the surgeons, you know, um, view if, if it starts, if it starts, um, uh, bleeding. Right. And then it's also not good for neural recordings. Uh, and that's just another, you know, that right there is is another reason that the body would cause scar tissue is like, Oh, the blood vessel burst. We have to fix that. Um, but if you don't do that, then that doesn't happen. So that to me was just like brilliant. Um, and just, I don't know, and I don't think it would have been possible to put all those pieces together just because that level of collaboration and funding required, like I'm talking in terms of the academia, university context, it just, I don't think it would be possible. And then you'd have, you'd be herding cats, you know? And, and that's, that's the thing about the, about Elon is like, he's a slave driver. And honestly he is. And, and there's lots of complaints about it. I I don't know if I would want to go work there because it's just it's you know nose of the grindstone you're 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 sleeping under your desk um but it works you know and and you kind of get everybody motivated there's no more cats there's no cats in his company there's uh there's only mules i guess
0: (laughs) sure sure yeah i understand what you're saying i mean i think one of the one of the biggest things that i took away from like being at tesla is that like a lot of people uh We'll think it's like the more people or the more money, the better. But I think in a lot of scenarios, it's like the less, the less people you have, the better. And I think in many cases, the less money you have, the better, as long as you like eclipse a certain threshold, you know, where you have like enough, you have enough what you need, where you're not scraping by so much, but you still have little enough that you really need to be innovative in order to get to that next step and then it it kind of forces you to be innovative, otherwise you're like trying to force yourself even though you know you have this backstop that you can work with with all this money so it's yeah definitely i mean
1: that. you can you can definitely see uh the entities that have too much money and they they don't even know what to do with it um you know the the saudi Saudi arabians are like this, you know and they they have the uh you know uh King abdullah uh university, and they just they literally hire professors to come in and and you know like publish under their name and then they can leave and, you know, in terms of money and they have so much equipment, they don't, they, but they don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to utilize it. And that it's, uh in that case, it's more money than brains, you know, and, and you need, you need the brains, honestly, like the money allows the brains to happen, but um, you know, you, you do need the brains to come in eventually. And, and it's, it's talent and, and really like, yeah, there's just no way to create it right now. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Sure, Myself yeah.
0: included, probably.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd be, you know, in that, that batch of the talented people, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: well, I mean Elon was saying um like for Tesla, they would love to design or have like a factory that was spitting out like smart engineers because and this was like back in the beginning of 2020, I think. Um there's like this podcast, it's called the Third Road Podcast. It was about Tesla and Elon was on there saying like Money is not the issue. Like it's just finding enough talented engineers. And I think that thread just like continues to um, run through all of Elon's companies, especially at Neuralink, where right now they're so small and not a lot of people are really aware of what the company's doing. Well, in the first event, he even starts it out saying, Hey, w- the primary reason that we're doing this event is recruiting. Same thing for the second one. And I think like that's pretty much the bread and butter of any company. It's just like the talent. And, and access to be able to motivate those people. And it's like, wow, really, really, really cool to see him do that on such a public scale.
1: And then recognizing talent and, you know, utilizing it in the, in the most effective way. Like those are all, I would say those are all different things, but they're all, you know, uh, related. And just being able to effectively do that is... Brilliant, you know, and, and that's, that's the, yeah, again, that's the, that's a universal, that's a key for any company.
0: Okay. So I guess I kind of want to transition to like more about you and the podcast, um, away from like Neuralink. Uh, so what was your initial motivation to start the Neural Implant Podcast?
1: Yeah. So I started the Neural Implant Podcast, uh, because I, I was working at BlackRock before, uh, I was really into brain computer interfaces. I went to Germany, did my master's in kind of a tangential thing and, and, uh, realized I didn't want to do that or, you know, it was a little bit different than what I was imagining. So I was like, okay, I want to get back into brain computer interfaces because this is the only thing that's kept my intention, uh, that's been implanted in my brain for that long. And, um, but by that time I had already graduated, so I was outside of the university system, which meant I couldn't get free access to articles. I'd have to pay like forty dollars an article or thousand dollars for a journal and just you know and I didn't really know who was doing good work in the field. And so uh, I already had the travel wisdom podcast and so I'm just like, well, I'll just create a podcast where I I interviewed the professor um, and I see if I want to work with them and then you know if I have some ideas or if blah blah blah, then I would be able to you know kind of Go in there and and uh, work with them, you know, and 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 I'd I'd be able to recognize who's doing good work and who I want to work with, and so that was it. it was essentially, I wanted to find a job for myself. I wanted to find you know the the right PhD, not just a PhD, but the the perfect PhD, and um and it and it worked. It really did work. Uh, I met some you know really good people, and and I mean a lot of people, even if I didn't necessarily like, oh, I want to work in this uh, direction, the same thing that you're doing um you know became good friends and everything like this and then the the audience loved it people loved it they're like who's this guy where did he come from and uh you know and then a, a, i kind of kept it up because the people liked it the audience liked it so much so i'm just like sure and, and it wasn't much effort and the, and it really expanded my network and i really loved it so um yeah i just kind of grew up from there that that's been four years ago i then i then went to you know going to conferences doing videos and everything like this kind of doing more Documentary or, or like filmmaker stuff. Um, obviously, Corona then killed that. But uh, now I'm I'm kind of starting like a, a networking, like entrepreneur networking, neurotech entrepreneur networking uh, group, where I bring guests and consultants and and help uh, help with that. So it's you know it's constantly evolving. But uh, I'm keeping the uh, the podcast because the feedback is so great.
0: Yeah, it's such a cool story. Uh, I just I like that you've kept it up for so long, and I'm finding how difficult it can be to be consistent. Especially like in particular with Neuralink, like at the towards the beginning of March and then mid-March, especially, it was like the news flow was pretty slow and uh, it was just difficult to come up with content for like some of the episodes. So uh, I think it's cool that you're able to just like consistently reach out to people and have that weekly, weekly content.
1: It, it is. And, and that's why it's so, it, it's very easy for me because, you know, Let's say there's on the order of a thousand or two thousand people in the field. I could just reach out to you know each of those two thousand, and that, that gives me ten years of content and mm-hmm. just ask them like what they're up to and what do you what do you see the future going and everything like this. So it's it's very easy for me, but at the same time it spotlights them and it really helps out. Um, you know, uh, get get a you know yeah, spotlight, get get a you know recognition on what they're doing, and, and even spark some new ideas in, in the audience as well.
0: Where do you see the Neural Implant Podcast being like three years from now, five years from now?
1: Yeah, I, I was wanting to do more educational stuff. But I don't know if you've seen the BCI guys. Uh, they mm-hmm. have been doing some really good educational stuff. And I'm just like, good on you guys. This is actually really good because uh, I I don't want to do this. Like, It's just so much effort. Um, but uh, I, I want to continue it. And then I don't mind it staying small. I, I don't mind it being like a niche thing for academicians or, or like people like really deep in the field, not necessarily or those wanting to enter the field. Um I don't I don't mind that at all. But uh I'd probably grow the uh the entrepreneur network more and that would be uh kind of an exclusive club uh that you'd be able to join and uh so I'm gonna be growing that. So so I don't you know I don't make money anything from the podcast. So, uh I I do that kind of like a charity, but um, you know, the the, the network would be the the I guess the money maker.
0: Gotcha. And th- those would be people that are wanting to start a company in this field and you help provide some funding at the beginning in exchange for a little bit of cut co- of the company?
1: Yeah. So what it is right now, it's it's more or less established like companies, series A, I, usually five to 50 employees. Maybe they've been around for a year or two, three, um, not necessarily a student with an idea. Uh, and then, you know, they're already moving in a direction, but uh, just kind of accelerating that with good advice. Uh, a little bit of consulting but it's like a group consulting thing where uh it's not necessarily me doing the consulting but it's it's all the all the other members as well Be like oh well, we did that you know two years ago and it didn't work because of this this and this you know and so you can save a lot of time and money by doing that or hey go with these patent lawyers don't go with these patent lawyers because they're good or they're slow or you know whatever or they're they're cheap or they're expensive or whatever so so it's that kind of stuff and uh, you know maybe maybe expand it to academia and and all this kind of stuff uh, the concept is called a mastermind, uh, where it's basically just a bunch of people talking. And, and, you know, it's kind of the most magical part of a conference was the beer hour. And uh, that, that's where the real magic is made, because it's like, hey, how's that thing going? And, you know, not the can talk that everybody's seen a 100 times, but uh, it, it's like, you know, the more personal, friend level, intimate kind of thing, uh, interactions. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to replicate that as best as possible.
0: Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I mean, anything that can help like move those companies along too would be super cool. And so if they have that like really close group, uh, that's all, yeah, combination of experience and inexperience and kind of passing along that information, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I I see that as an accelerating factor as well. So if a company saves six months or a year, you know, that, that helps the whole field by, I don't know, a few weeks or something like that. I don't know if you average it out.
0: How would you find money for the investments?
1: Uh this is no so it's, it's like a group, it's like a it's like a club you you pay to be a part of it. Um so they already have they already have funding and um you know so for them it could be a, a small amount uh to have this multiplier effect. So
0: yep. Gotcha. I was thinking that you, you were saying like well, okay. I like thought a, it was like an like like incubator
1: in- or yeah, something like that. Gotcha. No, no, no no not not right now but uh, i did talk to somebody uh at cleveland fes uh, andy uh, Cornwall. he's doing something like this uh there's i guess the stanford bio designs it's kind of like a uh, you know um a fellowship and then they basically have four people that that are in in the cleveland fes um they have four people that kind of go through this like entrepreneurial year and they're like launching a company and they they go through all the the motions and everything like this and get really deep into the neurotech side of things um so yeah i think I think I want to copy that and you know bring that over here to University of Florida and and just kind of springboard that kind of stuff and so I don't know maybe maybe uh there would be a feature like that here uh in terms of the university where where I could you know really push that through, but um yeah, no. personally though i'm I'm doing this uh this mastermind stuff
0: yeah i guess I guess what I thought that you were saying was like you do series A type of like investments, and then as part of the investment, you would plug them into these like networking club groups, uh, and then they can share information and stuff like that. I mean, because that's almost like what Y Combinator has grown into, you know, where it's like, they are kind of part of this club and they share so many ideas and they have access to all these different people. At least that's what it seems like from the outside. But then there's also this like investment component where companies are being invested in. It's usually series C or, I mean, usually a seed round or series A.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, like a Y combinator, style thing. But for Neurotech, um, I think that would be really good. I mean, you do need money for that. I, I personally don't have those millions to to throw at something like that. But um I think uh I think that's a really good idea. And uh, you know, maybe University of Florida can sponsor something like that and uh I can help lead it somehow. I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Who are the people that you most look up to? They could be either in the industry or just like personal life.
1: I like to say that yeah, Elon Musk is my spirit animal and uh I think that's a that's a big, you know, motivation for uh how uh what what good business design looks like or what good business marketing looks like. Um and uh there are some, I guess other people that I look up to that I'm just like, "Wow, you guys you're doing a really good job." Um and again, this isn't necessarily names that you would know. Um but they are usually like CEOs of of startups and i'm just like man you guys are killing it and just really accelerating quickly and and so um yeah uh beyond that um academicians uh there's a few uh that that is kind of uh you know like it's like really like hats off and and they do a good combination of of not just doing papers but like also good science it's like innovative and everything like this um and i actually just talked to him one of them last week uh, it's professor Warren grill of Duke university and he's very prolific. He's like 500, um, you know, published papers and, and just everything, uh, everything that he touches. I mean, um, he's touched a lot of things in neurotech. So literally I, I was surprised that he has so many, uh, fields, uh, that, that he's touched. So, um, yeah, um, beyond that, yeah, that, that that's about it.
0: Okay. I guess I'm curious, uh, like, what specific characteristics of those people that are like CEOs of startups that you most admire?
1: I think just having a good strategy and being taking risks, but not not being not having it be too risky, like, uh, and then they have the experience to back it up. I, I I really like that. So so they have a very ambitious plan, but at the same time, it's not foolhardy or or stupid or something like that. Risky. Uh, it's it's a calculated risk. Um another one, I guess uh, is uh, Dr. Phil Kennedy, and he's somebody that really put his money where his mouth is. and he implant like he was an electrode implanter, you know, designer, and uh, he he implanted himself, actually. He went under the knife and he implanted himself in the the uh, you know uh, uh, Broca's area or Wernicke's area, I think, and basically, he was able to speak through this device, uh, you know, with this this brain implant. And, and it's stuff like that. It's just like somebody who puts his money where his mouth is and, and like, oh, you're you're working on this technology and you think it's gonna change the world and you think it's great, and you think it's safe, prove it with your body.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty admirable. Um, what are some of the things that you're most proud of?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I still feel like I haven't done much and I haven't accomplished much and and uh I still I still see the 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 broad horizon of where to go and, and what's what's possible. So um I still feel like I'm a little bit in a consolidation phase, a little bit like, you know, uh I, I considered my my year for last year, my word for last year was bamboo. And apparently this isn't true, but like bamboo puts his uh roots in for years and years and years and then finally shoots up by like a foot in a day. Uh it turns out it's not true. But but uh I, I really like that idea of, of kind of like putting down the roots and figuring everything out, learning everything, and then eventually you know kind of shooting up so so I, I feel like especially in my professional career that that is in the future more than that in the past, but uh, um no, I don't know, I, I love the network that I've built and and uh, you know bringing people together and and man, I have like more than 150 episodes. It's like, when did that happen?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. there's so many, um, but yeah, I think it's. Very cool that you're basically like loading a spring.
1: Yeah, 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 really.
0: What advice are you most happy that you took and most happy that you did not take?
1: Kind of calm down and, and, you know, like look at the long-term aspects of things and, and, you know, be in it for the long game, you know, be in it for the decades long game and and you have to act in accordance to that. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm a little bit, uh, I don't know about how headed, but like, I'm just like, Say what comes to mind and sometimes that's not a good uh that's not a good thing but um yeah then advice i wish i took uh, like kind of a a regret i guess is uh i wish i had better grades in in you know during the bachelors it it wouldn't have been that hard and um i don't know i just didn't see a point to it at the time and i'm just like i was i was optimizing the wrong thing at the time i was optimizing how little work can i do to to pass and to, to you know to to do okay versus optimizing for learning i guess um that's that's probably my biggest regret and you know you've got to optimize for learning and your self growth versus whatever pieces of paper that that you, you you're trying to achieve as well
0: there's so many folks that will prioritize something whether it's grades or whatever and they don't really understand the true reason that they're doing like prioritizing it if they do then great you know like they're in some ways, like probably more advanced or mature or knowledgeable than I was at that time, but if you're just kind of a a puppet following what society expects you to do, then it's like all right, great for you <laughs> you know
1: and that's what I've noticed like working with uh, the younger students who are you know biomedical engineering is is kind of what I interact with a lot, even though I'm electrical engineering right now, but those are the people that are like on the track to become doctors and they have a problem sometimes saying no. They'll be up till four in the morning working on a project because you said it, and it's like, oh, that deadline wasn't firm. Like I was just kind of like, hey, let's do Monday. You know, uh, you didn't have to do that. Um, you know, and, and especially like, you know, you should value your sleep. Or I would, I value your sleep more than this project. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's the problem. A lot of times is, is they just kind of they they go they sprint so fast, but it can be in the wrong direction. And, uh, if you're sprinting in the wrong direction, then you have to like, you have to go back that same distance, you know, and then you're, you're also tired, you know? So it's just, it's, it's kind of the worst of both worlds. I don't know. That, that's just my, that's just my way of looking at things. I, I might be a little bit too lazy, but, um, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta follow your heart, honestly. And that, that's, that's the thing. And so on the one hand, yeah, I didn't get good grades, but I think I followed my heart a little bit better because of that.
0: What's something that you believe that other people do not? typically do not
1: yeah i believe communication and networking is is huge like that is probably even more important or as important as the work that you're doing um and if you had perfect communication if you knew exactly what everybody else was working on and and the breakthroughs that they had you'd save so much time and you know i had a i had a roommate you know back in back in utah and used to joke a year in the lab can save you a half hour conversation and uh, it really is because like, I guess it's for the socially awkward people, you know, that that could be, that could be the, the better alternative to not have to talk to uh, somebody for a half hour, but really the expertise that somebody else has, uh, the the wisdom that somebody else has accumulated, you can tap into that relatively quickly. And by doing that, you can really save yourself a lot from a lot of banging your head against the wall, uh, doing something that. Has been proven to be incorrect or doesn't work or, or whatever or or if it if it if you have a new approach on it then you can see what ways you can eliminate that that don't work um so i think that's really huge and that that's why i started the networking um group was to basically shave down that time and, and it could be drastic like really 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 drastic uh you know taking down something from months of work like that's your sole thing to you have it done in an hour like that that can literally be the the difference in that so that's that's uh i guess i guess it's how drastic it could be like hmm, if i had to put a number on it you can accelerate your progress by 100 times if you talk to the right people
0: based on like uh your history with the podcast like you've been able to speak to so many folks and so you've become really good at like being able to extract some of those nuggets from different people. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's something that, that I would like to get really good at, but it's cool to see that, you know, you kind of n- knew when you were starting and still now think like, wow, this is really valuable.
1: I don't know if I'm comfortable with you saying I've gotten good at it. Cause I, I don't really see a difference in myself. Uh, and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe if I did listen to like the very first episodes, I'd be like, Oh, I was so bad, or I messed that up or something like that. But uh, it's just kind of, you get comfortable with it, I guess, and, and you, you learn what you like. So um, yeah, I think, I, think that's, I think that's pretty much it.
0: Thanks for listening. Since you've made it this far, we greatly appreciate your support by liking, subscribing, and following us on all the major social platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you really enjoy our videos, We'd also greatly appreciate your support by clicking the join button down below the video or going to patreon.com slash neuropod. Thanks again and hope you join us again for the next episode.